1: She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper.
2: Hello, everyone. It is a great day here in Arizona. I hope all of you are doing well. Today, I have an exciting episode. We will be talking about Uh, probiotics as well as uh, brain fogginess and severe bloating and the reason I wanted to do this episode uh, is because of my personal experience. I in the past took probiotics and I had severe brain fogginess. I could not concentrate And I had to stop the probiotics. I will never take them again because it really affected me in a negative way. And I've been doing research on probiotics. And I came across Dr. Satish Ryo's research. And I was so impressed. I contacted him because I wanted him on to talk about his recent study. So we will be talking about uh, probiotics, and if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Your business will get a lot of exposure because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world, and KFNX is the largest terrestrial radio network in Phoenix, Arizona. And if you'd like to learn more about me, I have two websites. The first is PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com. I do offer hair analysis packages to balance body chemistry naturally and to increase energy. And I am a health and wellness speaker. And my speaking website is KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. And I was uh, recently interviewed on the Let's Get Tender podcast which is on the RHG TV network. And you can go to let's get tender.com to watch my interview. You can see me on video with Marlene Elizabeth. And basically I just talked about how limiting beliefs can be stuck in the unconscious mind, which can interfere with health, And financial success and then also I was interviewed on the nbrfm.com radio and I talked about the importance of hair analysis sound healing quantum biofeedback and also talked about foot reflexology which I love and meditation and if you'd like to check out that interview Go to nbrfm.com forward slash radio forward slash two zero one nine forward slash zero one forward slash sixteen forward slash Kristen KRISTEN dash Harper. And so now I would like to go over Dr. Satish Ryo's bio. And you can also learn more about him. I found his bio at Augusta.edu, at the Augusta University's uh, website. And I am going to read his entire bio. It's quite long, but I wanted to cover it because I was really impressed with his expertise. And he is an MD. So Satish Hayao received his MD from Osmania Medical College in India, his PhD from the University of Sheffield, UK, and the fellowship of the Royal College of Physicians, FRCP in London, UK, in 1997. He completed his training in internal medicine at several academic centers in UK and a clinical research fellowship in gastroenterology, at the Royal Halamshire Hospital, University of Sheffield, UK. Having spent 20 years at Iowa, where he was tenured professor of medicine and director, neurogastroenterology, and GI Motility and Biofeedback Program. Uh, Department of Internal Medicine, University of Iowa. Carver College of Medicine, Iowa City. Dr. Ryo moved to the Medical College of Georgia, Augusta University, Augusta, Georgia, where he is tenured professor of medicine, division of gastroenterology, and founding director Digestive Health Center. Dr. Ryle is of a rare breed who has excelled as an outstanding research, researcher, distinguished educator, and as a master clinician. Dr. Ryo's research interests focus on the pathophysiology and treatment of IBS, food intolerance, gas and bloating, especially SIBO and SIFO, defecation and fecal incontinence. He has pioneered several new techniques and devices and has received several patents. He pioneered the technique of biofeedback therapy, He has received numerous international awards. He is the only physician who has received all three honors from the the AGA Distinguished Clinician Award, AGA Master's Award for Outstanding Clinical Research, and the AGA Distinguished Educator Award. In 2005, he received the highest research award from American College of Gastroenterology, research award. In 2010, he received the highest honor from the University of Iowa, University of Iowa Regents Award for faculty excellence. He has been awarded 15 distinguished visiting professorships, 200 visiting professorships, and the 2017 Augusta University Distinguished Researcher Award. A very productive federally NIH Funded investigator who has recently been awarded an 18 million NIH grant and sought after speaker. Dr. Ryle has edited eight books, published over 400 articles with an H index of 63 and 10,500 citations. He has been selected as one of the best doctors in America and as America's top doctors for over 20 years. He has mentored several physicians from across the world, many of whom are leaders in their own countries. He is a past president of the American Neurogastroenterology and Motility Society. He is a master clinician and patients travel from all over USA and abroad to seek his expertise in managing difficulty in regards to motility problems. And uh, definitely it's an honor to have him on. I love his expertise. Um and just wanted to say uh, I've had a mentor for a, a very long time. Uh, I actually first met him back in 2001, and he always warned me about prob- probiotics. And it's one thing that I've never recommended. And he's always warned me about this. And um, I just really am excited to talk to Dr. Ryo about his recent study. It is an honor to have Dr. Ryo on my radio show. Welcome.
3: Thank you, Kristen. It's a pleasure to be on your show and look forward to uh, an active engagement and interaction and to share some of this uh, new knowledge that we have gained through our research.
2: Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. And I, I, I do appreciate your expertise and your, especially with this recent study, your research. So if you could talk about your most recent study that found that probiotics could give some people brain fogginess, how did you discover that?
3: Great. I think it's a, it's a very, um, it, you know, it was very unusual for me as a gastroenterologist, who usually takes of belly problems, to come across uh, a patient with brain fogginess. So, the story that I would like to share is of the very first patient who came to see me, and this uh, lady... Uh, was a bank executive, um, a very uh, outstanding uh, uh, worker for a bank for over 20 years, and over a period of a year to two years, um, she was not able to perform her job uh, to the expectations of the bank CEO. Uh, And essentially, she had inadvertently signed off some checks of very high value, which she had never, ever done in the past. So she had consulted many gastroenterologists and uh, without much relief. And then the CEO uh, Googled and found out that, you know, I take care of patients with these problems. And so he was the one, not a physician, but a bank CEO who, in fact, recommended this lady. So we, we saw her and what was striking was that her main problem was she would have a meal And within 15, 20 minutes after the meal, her belly would distend as if she is six to nine months pregnant. Now, that was quite unbelievable. But, you know, increasingly, people do bring some pictures of their belly to show me. So this lady actually brought a video which was striking, one of the most striking videos that I've ever seen. She went from a fairly flat belly to a nine month pregnant belly in 45 seconds to a minute. It was truly unbelievable. And so I said, This is real. We need to find out. In addition to the distension and bloating, she said, You know, I get very foggy and I don't know what's going on with me. And that was a little unusual pattern of symptoms. Now, I do see patients with bloating and distension. I do see patients with what we call bacterial overgrowth. But uh, we never came across many patients describing brain fogginess. So we really set about in in an intriguing way to try and connect all of these dots. And we ran some unusual tests because these tests were not available at that time. We essentially created them. So in addition to doing what we call as a breath, glucose breath test, which is a standard test that we do to detect whether patients have bacteria or infection in the small bowel. Normally, the gut has over 500 billion bacteria, but these are all located in the colon or in the large bowel. There is no bacteria or very, very little bacteria in the small bowel. So small bowel is relatively sterile. The stomach is sterile. stomach has acid, of course. The so stomach and small bowel do not have bacteria. But if inadvertently bacteria colonize the small bowel in excessive amounts, then whatever food we eat, the bacteria prematurely digest and, in fact, ferment this food. And that process of digestion and fermentation causes excess gas production, And that is when, you know, folks develop gas and bloating and belching and and so on, and sometimes diarrhea. So, to detect this, we do a breath test called glucose breath test, where we give a drink of glucose, and then we measure breath samples. And normally, glucose is completely absorbed in the small bowel, and uh, there is no change in the breath hydrogen or methane values that we measure. But in a patient with bacterial overgrowth, the bacteria ferment the glucose in the small bowel, causing a rise in breath hydrogen and methane. So, we said, well, let's find out if this lady had bacterial overgrowth. But then, why is this brain fogginess, which was unusual? So, there must be something metabolically happening or some poison that is coming out of the gut that is uh, making the brain foggy. And so we wanted to detect what could it be. Now, one of the things that comes out from the gut you know, is ammonia, which is what we see in patients with liver disease. You know, patients with advanced liver disease, they produce a lot of ammonia from their gut because the liver is not able to handle ammonia, and therefore they get brain foggy. So, But we measured ammonia, and we measured another important substance called D-lactic acid. And lo and behold, we found that as she reported brain fogginess, the D-lactic acid levels in her body, particularly in the blood and urine, went up. So that is how we made the connection uh, that the, this lady had small bowel bacterial overgrowth and the bacteria in the process of fermenting the sugar that she was ingesting was in addition to producing hydrogen and methane gas, was also producing d acid in the gut. And this d acid from the gut was getting absorbed into the body and was causing brain fogginess. So, that was where we, how we made this first connection that this was happening in this patient. Now, subsequently, of course, you know, we saw many more patients with this problem over a period of three, four, five years where intermittently we would see patients with brain fogginess associated with gas and bloating. And then we were really curious because we do see hundreds and hundreds of patients with SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, but we don't see that many with brain fogginess. So we wanted to see why is this that some patients who have SIBO are developing brain fogginess, whereas others don't. So that was the basis of this particular study where we studied 30 patients who came to us with symptoms of gas and bloating and brain fogginess, and another group of about eight patients who came to us with symptoms of gas and bloating but without brain fogginess. And we tried to study both groups using the same testing to see you know, who had bacterial overgrowth, who was producing D-lactic acid, and who was developing brain fogginess in our lab as we tested them. So I hope I gave you some, some background to how the study began.
2: Yes, uh, this is uh, very good information. And so right now, we need to go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about this study and some other questions I have for Dr. Ryo. And I just wanted to say that this is really good research. This is peer-reviewed. So that's very important that it's peer-reviewed. And I actually found this study on Science Daily. It's also on uh, PubMed. And it is called probiotic use is a link between brain fogginess, severe bloating. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon.
1: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself.
0: Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and
1: Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy,
2: and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And today is all about the... uh, Problems with probiotics, including brain fogginess and severe bloating. And my special guest is Dr. Satish Rayo. And before the break, he was talking about his recent study. So now, if you could please uh, talk about the findings of your study.
3: Thank you, Kristen. Yes. So we... We, we took two groups of patients, as I was mentioning just before the break. One group had brain fogginess with uh, gas and bloating. The other group had just gas and bloating but did not report brain fogginess. And then we uh, uh, performed standard testing, uh, which included breath testing to look for bacterial overgrowth, Uh, In many of them, we also performed an endoscopy and we got some juice from the small bowel to actually culture the juice to look for bacteria or fungus. And then uh, alongside the breath testing, we also did blood and urine testing looking for any other metabolic markers that could explain why these patients may develop brain fogginess. What we found was that uh, over two-thirds of patients who reported brain fogginess, we were able to um, reproduce the brain fogginess in our lab in the course of the study. They all developed brain fogginess. Also, almost all of these patients, when we measured their urine D-lactic acid level, there was a significant elevation in D-lactic acid level. Connecting the brain fogginess with the presence of this um, abnormal amount of D-lactic acid in their body and in their blood and their urine. Whereas in the other group that did not report uh, uh, brain fogginess, there was no elevation in D-lactic acid except in one patient. Seven of the eight had no elevation in D-lactic acid and none of them uh, got brain fogginess in the course of the uh, study in, in our lab. So clearly the group that reported brain fogginess had uh, higher uh, incidence of brain fogginess and excess amount of this D-lactic acid in their body. So the next question really was, what is it in their gut that was different between the two groups that predisposed the first group, the brain foggy group, to develop both brain fogginess and produce D-lactic acid versus the other group that did not develop this? So when we looked carefully at uh, the, what they were, uh, at their medication history, uh, at their other, uh, uh, whether they were taking any over-the-counter medications and everything else, one unique feature in virtually all of these 30 patients was the consumption of probiotics. In the other group of these eight patients, uh, one or two of them were taking probiotics, but the majority were not, but all 30 Patients in the brain foggy group were taking probiotics, and they were taking a variety of probiotics. And further research um, has shown that the probiotics, um, which really are designed to confer health benefit to the host, that is, uh, humans that consume it, unfortunately, in some instances, may harm. And this is one of those situations where... Uh, probiotics actually caused harm. So let me just back up a little bit and and explain uh, what is probiotics, what are they designed to do, and and what happened here. So generally, probiotics are live bacteria that are uh, in a capsule. And when taken orally, they are uh, at least designed or meant to be that they will pass unchanged through the stomach through the small bowel, which, by the way, stomach uh, and small bowel is over 20 feet long, and then reach the colon, which is about 6 feet long. So they are designed to reach the colon. Then the capsule is supposed to break up there, release the probiotics, and when released in the colon, they will enhance colonic health and thereby body health. And the colon, as I said, has 500 billion bacteria, and there may be a uh, mild distribution of these bacteria in the colon or an imbalance of bacterial flora and the colonic, uh, by taking probiotics, you know, you can restore the proper balance of flora in the gut. And that is the premise or the rationale, if you like, why uh, probiotics are given or why probiotics are consumed. But here is the big but. There is no mechanism and no design to say that the probiotic capsule can actually open up inside your stomach and release the bacteria, or the probiotic capsule can open up in the small bowel, which, as I said, is 19 feet long, and release all the bacteria. So, potentially, therefore, you, although it is supposed to be designed to work in the colon, it may never get there. And it may have inadvertently opened up in the small bowel. And if it does, and they're released in the small bowel, then they can colonize the small bowel. And that is exactly what happened in our patients. Many of these patients, almost all of them, took these probiotics because they were having uh, belly symptoms. They were having some pain or cramps or IBS or whatever. Sometimes the doctors told them. Sometimes they read on the internet, or they went to a shop and somebody told them, or a relative told them, you know, this is harmless, this is good for you, and they started taking them. But what happened was the probiotics got colonized in their small bowel. So, I already said that we tend to see patients with SIBO, or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Now, when I say SIBO, you get a whole variety of bacteria. You get strep, like the strep throat that people have, you get pneumonia organisms from the lungs, you get uh, E. coli, you get Klebsiella, you get a whole host of bacteria in the colon. Now, these bacteria, interestingly enough, do not have the ability to produce D. lactic acid. However, the bacteria from the probiotic, such as lactic acid and all types of lactic acid, and rarely even bifidobacterium and so on, which are common ingredients of current probiotics in the market. If you take them, if they get colonized in the small bowel, they have the ability to break down sugar that we eat in our regular diet. You know, sugar meaning not necessarily the sweet sugar. All of that sugar will be fermented by these probiotic bacteria that have now colonized the small bowel to not only produce gas, but also produce D-lactic acid. And when they produce this D-lactic acid, then that will get absorbed from the gut and circulate in the brain, and circulate in the body. As a rule, we have very limited capacity to clear D-lactic acid from the body. It primarily gets cleared by the kidney, and we have very limited capacity. If we produce more than the body's capacity to clear, this D-lactic acid accumulates in the body, and causes brain fogginess until the kidney has had enough time to clear this D-lactic acid. And that was how my patients developed brain fogginess after probiotics.
2: Yes, um, I I truly appreciate your uh, research. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I had the brain fogginess as well when I took the probiotics. And it just seems that, there's so many individuals and even experts out there and even doctors that uh, recommend the probiotics. Um, but like I said, I, because of my personal experience, I uh, stopped taking them. And then also my mentor has been telling me for years about uh, some of the problems with the uh, probiotics. So do you feel overall, because I did a lot of research on your study uh-huh. and, and um, you had mentioned that probiotics should be uh, treated as a drug and not as a food supplement.
3: Very true. Very, very true. So, you know, I think that, uh, the, 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 the challenge we face today is uh, there are many so-called safe over-the-counter agents that have been um, not regulated by the FDA and by the industry. For example, vitamin pills. Now, vitamin pills are considered safe, and and fortunately, there is a labeling on most of the vitamin pills, which I think is very healthy and very good. It tells you, you know, a particular pill from a particular company or a particular store, uh, if it has vitamin A, it has X amount of vitamin A, and what percentage of your daily need of this vitamin is being met by this pill, 50%, 100%, vitamin D, so and so and so on and so forth. So you can probably roughly estimate, okay, you're not into eating a lot of leafy vegetables, you know, you're not taking enough calcium in your diet, so therefore maybe you want to supplement it with one pill a day or something like that. But when it comes to probiotics, you know, there is no such stipulation. There is no, and increasingly, they, in the last five years, they have been packing up these probiotic capsules, which had usually a few million at one time, but now billions of bacteria. So it's really highly concentrated, large amounts of bacteria. It is essentially self infection in a way. I'm not trying, I mean, I'm trying to exaggerate a little bit here, but I just want to get the message that you know, uh, we are taking these probiotics with the presumption that they are going to confer health benefit. But the proof that they actually confer health benefit is extremely limited in the literature. And so what I would urge is, you know, it should not be taken lightly. So in otherwise healthy individual, there is absolutely no need to take probiotics. There are specific medical conditions where probiotics may have a role. And I do prescribe probiotics, but it is in very limited specific conditions. For example, someone um, had, uh, had to be given a course of antibiotics. Now, let's say someone had a pneumonia and, and they have an infection in the lung. And then it's a nasty bug. Therefore, to get rid of this infection, you're giving them a broad-spectrum antibiotic which they need, it's life-saving, it's important, they take it. But the antibiotic is not only going to the lungs to destroy the bad bacteria and the bugs that is in the lungs, but it's going everywhere else. It's going to your nails, it's going to your hands, it's going to your legs. But most importantly, it's also going to the colon. As I already said, there are lots of bacteria in the colon, and these antibiotics inadvertently also... um, get rid of a lot of bacteria in the colon or cause harm by creating an imbalance in the colonic flora. One of the unfortunate consequences of such a colonic bacterial imbalance is an infection called C. diff or Clostridium difficile, which is, by the way, it's a a major uh, problem now in the country, especially resistant C. diff has grown and so on and so forth. And we've been trying to treat them with, with a number of things, including uh, stool transplant, uh, and another antibiotic that is selectively kills the seed of bacteria, etc. But in that kind of a situation where a person who's taken antibiotics has now developed diarrhea, um, where the colonic flora is all imbalanced and so on, there may be a reason or a rationale to try and repopulate the colon with more healthy flora. So I'm just giving one example where I think it is medically indicated that you give this for a short period of time, you monitor the patient, and then you discontinue it. But taking this indiscriminately as a health supplement, I I think, is wrong. And that is where I feel that this should be more considered as a drug for specific medical indications and not as a daily supplement.
2: Yes, um, I actually uh, completely agree with you. So, yeah, and uh, just so happy that you did this uh, study so we can get this information out to the world. Uh, So uh, what I'd like to do right now is go to one more uh, quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about probiotics. And my special guest is Dr. Satish Rao. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon.
1: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself.
0: The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available Don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events
1: Opinions, options, answers You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated.
2: We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on Caffeinex. And today's episode is all about the uh, problems with probiotics, including brain fogginess and severe bloating. And my special guest is... Dr. Satish Raho, and earlier we talked about his most recent study, which I highly recommend, like to all my listeners, read his study. like check it out. It's amazing. I mean, as soon as I read it, I was just so impressed, and that's when I knew that I had I needed to have him come on my show uh, for an interview. So uh, Dr. Would you be able to talk about what you did for the patients that were actually in your study? Thank you,
3: Kristen. Yes, I think that's a great question. So, um, as we were talking earlier on, we we found that these um, folks, uh, unfortunately, developed um, infection in their small bowel from taking probiotics. And uh, the bacteria were located in in their small bowel. We cultured, uh, actually, bacteria from some of these patients. And our next plan really was to get them better. And clearly, we had to give them uh, a prolonged course of antibiotics up to four weeks and sometimes up to six weeks, um, not only trying to get rid of the um, non-probiotic organisms uh, such as strep or klebsiella or E. coli, but also the probiotic organisms. So we had to give them a combination of, of antibiotics. And and fortunately, we followed them up um, after this period, had them fill out a survey to tell us you know, how they were doing, and delighted to report that um, over 80% of patients um, had a, quite a dramatic improvement in in their uh, symptoms. Their brain fogging is cleared, and their belting and bloating uh, more or less disappeared. So not only were we able to establish that this was causing it, both by taking them off probiotics, which was one of the first things we did, but in addition to give them faster relief, you know, we also treated them with antibiotics so that they they, they start feeling better quickly. And so the combination of withdrawal of probiotics and antibiotics really was the key in in restoring their health back. And that, that I think, was very, very important.
2: Okay. And... Are there any uh, last comments that you wanted to bring up about your study? Well, I think,
3: uh, sure. Thank you for this uh, opportunity. So we are continuing our work, and um, if there are other patients who are suffering with any of these disorders and are willing and able to travel to um, Augusta, which is, by the way, a beautiful city, um, and we are, we, are, we, we are willing to help them identify their problem. We would also invite them to participate in some of our ongoing research because what we are we are doing is a follow-up study. We are developing a proper questionnaire to, valid, to validate this brain fogginess because there is no good definition of brain fogginess, but we've developed a 19-item questionnaire. We are validating the questionnaire for patients. We will continue to diagnose the condition along the lines I've just mentioned. But more importantly, we want to also follow them up and and repeat the testing to see that we have uh, not only symptomatically improved their brain fogginess but have objectively cured them and and the D-lactic acid producing bacteria are gone and they're no longer producing D-lactic acid, etc. So we are doing some more rigorous follow-up clinical trials and we would welcome people if they would like to, if they have the symptoms and are willing to come Uh, to our center, we can uh, can take care of them and we would invite them to participate and help us with this research so that other patients uh, throughout the country and the world can also benefit from this uh, important research work.
2: Well, I just feel that you are amazing. I love your expertise and I really enjoyed conversing with you today and thank you so much for your research because you are truly making a difference in this world. So thank you so much.
3: Well, thank you very much, Kristen, for this lovely opportunity. it's really a pleasure. And I'm so happy. Uh, you know, I'm hopeful for you both yourself personally and also for all your listeners uh, that they will benefit uh, with this new knowledge and, and hopefully hopefully will be able to uh, get more healthy and as you said more motivated. And uh, what was the third part of your of your motto? It was very good. I loved it.
2: Oh, thank <laughs> you, and, and 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 um, happy.
3: Happy, yes. Yes. Healthy, happy, and and motivated. Yes, I think hopefully they'll get all three. I love that.
2: (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, and I wish you my best. Uh, This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Uh, Today was a wonderful episode. I'm so glad that he was able to come on my show and make sure that you tune in. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, every Tuesday at voiceamerica.com on the health and wellness channel. I've had amazing guests on my show, including researchers, doctors, health and wellness experts, authors, celebrities, influencers, and so much more. And my show is very different Because I cover topics that you normally don't hear on mainstream health and wellness uh, programs. And also just uh, wanted to let my listeners know on my uh, hair analysis website, in the future for 2019, I will be offering uh, sound healing as well as quantum biofeedback. Uh, Very excited about that. And also, you can uh, check out my uh, Get Healthy ebook at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com, and just uh, check out the uh, healthy diet and lifestyle recommendations, including uh, drinking spring water, going to bed before nine o'clock at night, sleeping at least eight to nine hours every night, reducing stress, eating organic cooked vegetables. Um, staying away from uh, wheat and sugar, white flour and other foods. And also, you know, work with your doctor to reduce your need for medications. And I truly believe that we all need to be eating healthy and living a healthy lifestyle. Every person in this world, including children, if we take care of ourselves, we'll have a strong immune system so we can prevent, illness, you know, prevent from getting sick. And to be honest with you, I have not had any sugar. I I have had a really healthy diet for so many years. I have not had a cold for well over a decade, for a very long time, because I take care of myself. So I, I don't get sick. So anyways, thanks for tuning in today. And I wish all of you a wonderful week